up, John McKay? What's up, Lori Carol Martin? <clears throat> I don't go by that anymore. Lori Marie. <laughs> Thank you. However you gotta get by in this town. Call me by my chosen name, please. Not the name that I was given and had to give up because, you know, just circumstances. I think you should just keep Lori Kilmartin and uh, just ride it out and just battle <laughs> between you two. I think that it's been seven years and um, that I have decided that, like, I tried to make a name for myself and people um, don't care. So, uh, you know. Um, malfunctions, that's rad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like, how was your day? Dude, I haven't seen you. You made a comment earlier that every time you see me, it's when I move. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I helped you move yes. a while. When was that? That was almost two years ago. That's terrifying. But that there's no way we haven't seen each other since then. Like, I, I'm pretty sure. No, we have. I just don't recall where. I think it was at the improv, possibly. That would make sense. Because I feel like the last time I saw you, you're like, oh my god, I left my weed pen at your house. And then well, I Well, did said, you find it? I did find it. All right. And then... <laughs> but I didn't have it with me when I saw you. And I was like, yeah, it's at my house. And um, I probably, at that time, smoked it, so... Well, um, sorry. I'm happy to help. <laughs> if you needed it, I'm glad you got it. I'm sure during that time of my life, um, when I moved to the Yucca Corridor, I definitely needed like all the substances to accept the fact that I had downgraded for a hot second neighborhood-wise. Yeah, but like, that wasn't, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I don't know, like, towards the end of living there, I would wake up every morning to a homeless guy literally sleeping in front of my door, and, like, my um, hallway was an enclosed building. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you should have formed some kind of sitcom relationship with him, where it's just like, hey, Frank. <laughs> like in The New Girl? Yeah. And, like, every show before that? Yeah. What are some, like, other sitcoms? Can you think of other sitcoms? Who was the homeless? Steve Agee was the homeless guy in, in New, New Girl? Girl. Yeah, he was. And, and he Funches was... played a homeless guy in New Girl. He did? Yeah, it was, like, his first credit. Oh, wow. I don't... You know, I was a big fan of that show, like, when it first, first came out. And then I dropped off on, like, watching it. And then the writing got good again. And then I was a fan. And I'm kind of sad that they all went off and did, like, their own thing. But Who's doing their own thing, though? Schmidt. Well, He's got... Max like, Greenfield. Is that his name? Yeah. I see him all the time in Larchmont. I see him at the Whole Foods in West Hollywood. Oh, man. Don't touch the vertical blinds. Don't have them. I know. Dude, can you help me take <laughs> them down? Yeah. I'm taking them down. Like, the. did you notice that the ones in my, like, well, what will be a living room when I buy furniture um, were pink? No. Do you want those? Why would <laughs> I feel like I appreciate the offer, but uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> because you're always looking for like relics and like going to estate sales, and I feel like someone no, see, would like those. people think that I just like anything that's <laughs> like 
that's that's 35 years plus older. And it's just not the case. Okay, well, let's circle back here. So, I was trying, I asked you to be here today. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> I've had like nine cups of coffee, um, and now I'm like coming down off of it, I think. It's all right. Um, so we'll get through this. Do you remember the first time we met? I do, very vividly. Barstella. True. It's when I was living in Silver Lake. I lived on Sunset and Mickle Tarina. Okay. It was my third year of graduate film school. Whoa, at USC? Champ, uh, champion, Chapman. Chapman, very fancy. So we had all moved up during our third year to work on our thesis films. So I lived in a two-bedroom apartment, which, um, prime location, but also had uh, my classmate who was editing my thesis film living in the living room. Wow. And so it was um, very tight quarters, but also a, it was a lot of fun. It became like the go-to house. Was that like the best time? Like when you look back on your youth, um, was that... on my youth, I was I was twenty eight. Wait, really? No, I was twenty eight when I graduated from Chapman. No, I yeah. think I was only like twenty six when I met. Wait, how are you two years older than me? When were you born? Nineteen eighty five. I was born in eighty five. So we weren't 28 because I had not started, I had like, stand-up wasn't even a thing that I even fucking knew, like, how to even do it. And I met, I remember meeting you, like, the year or maybe like nine months before. Like, it was like, and the first thing you said to me was like, I'm a comedian. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, immediately that like sold me on becoming your friend. Yeah, I'm, I, that, I met you in 2013. 12. 12? Yeah, then I could have been... So 27. 27. Fuck. Am I older than I think I am? <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. <laughs> Unless you've, you've been lying, which in this city is okay. But why would I lie that I'm 33? Like, I, in this city, I would... Because I sound... I, like a baby. I definitely know women that have lied saying that they're 32 or 33. But, like, wouldn't I say I was younger? Like, wouldn't it make more sense to say that I'm, like, 25 right now? Y yeah. I don't know where this is going. So, anyways, you were living <laughs> in the party house. That was dope. Yeah, it was fun. We called it the Silver Lake Gatsby. I never went to that house, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you ever did. Yeah. It was It was a train wreck. I mean, like, what was, like, a day-to-day -day when you'd wake up at the Gatsby? It Like, one or two days out of the week, we would have to drive back down to Chapman for thesis notes and stuff like that from our professors. But then, like, I I had a decent manager at this time, so I was, like... And I should have focused more on, like, what the outcome of, what the culmination of three years at Chapman was going to be. But instead, like, I started going out pretty regularly for auditions. 
and in hindsight, like auditions that I was not ready to be going out for. But, um, yeah, it was like, it was a very fun time of like not many obligations and still very excited about like, like really feeling like my pursuit of comedy and directing was about to like enter a new chapter mm -hmm. of like outside of school and like I was I was doing part-time production work for Funny or Die at this time and then uh, auditioning and finishing up school and then like going out w way too much in like Silver Lake. Like we didn't leave Silver Lake. What were your spots like Barcella? Thirsty Crow. I loved the Thirsty Crow. Because one of the bartenders was from Seattle. Oh, okay. And That's where like, you're from. yeah. And so, with how often we went there, and once she learned that I was from Seattle, and we would always go with this other kid from Seattle, it was like, it just made sense economically because our bar tabs were just nothing. I but think I went there with you once. Probably. Like, I think it was, like, the end of the night, and we were trying to find, like, an after-hours type deal, and we ended up there, and I remember sitting with you and, like, one of your really drunk friends, like, on the curb, and we were just like, all right, nothing else is happening. It's fucking 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was also the time in my life when I discovered all the after-hour spots. Like the... Like Alvarado House. I don't know if I ever went there. I was there when the police raided it. Oh my god. What was that like? Luckily, like, nothing. They basically got everyone. Like, we were just hanging out, sitting around, like, this fire pit in the back. But they just told us to leave. But they were, like, arresting the people who actually owned the house. And, like, the security guard and stuff like that. And then the overpass is also in Silver Lake. And that's, like... A warehouse that was oh just God, like debauchery yeah. yeah I would go yeah I've been there a bunch it was creepy there like I remember one time I went there and I walked into there was like this I mean I was really drunk at the time so I've I have like flashes of being in this like maybe it was like a back house and it was very small I think you were with me a back house? Yeah, it was like a back house of the and everyone was like dancing and it was dark and like I'm pretty sure people were fucking and it was just the most bizarre like weird experience I had ever had. Like I wasn't on drugs. The back house had to have been Alvarado house. You think? I think so. Huh. I always thought it was the overpass like whenever I think back on that memory, but it was like so fucking weird. And I remember I I thought I don't know if I'm ready for this stage of partying. <laughs> oh, I was ready. And I, I was like... <laughs> loving it. <sighs> 20s. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that night at Barstell, I remember, like, really vividly. Like, I was with my friend Charlotte. Charlotte the cock. Yep. And she's still a friend. She was just 
in LA for a bit and then kind of got deported. So she's back in she's back in Belgium until Happens. she figures out yeah figures out her visa sitch. But I yeah I remember we like met and then we all exchanged info and then I don't think I saw you again like in the flesh for a year maybe. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while, but we like kept in contact like the gram, Facebook. Like, all the things. All over it. All the social, like, kept Checking us. in. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to fucking be in person anymore because, you know, which is so sad. Like, since I started doing this and I've been, like, kind of reconnecting and hitting up actual, like, friends and people that I've met over the years, it's been, so, like, my week, even though it's only third, well, I guess Thursday is the end of the week, my week has been so much better. Since I started doing this this week. Like, Why do you think that is? I think just having like real conversation and human interaction. Like we go through our days, especially if you have a day job, just having so many small interactions that are so insignificant because everyone's just like in their head and doing their shit. That like this has been really refreshing. Like just to kind of just like hang out and, um, and not take it super serious, even though, you know, I made you do like some tests and. Like, I'll probably pause this in a second to make sure the sound's okay because, like, I'm super in my head and, like, being really type A about it. We'll figure but, it out. Like, uh, but no, it's, like, cool. Like, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you said yes because I don't know, like, I, ha I don't know if you ever get like this, but sometimes I think people have this certain, like, thought in their head of me just, like, as a person. Like, it could be anyone and I'm, like, oh, they're not going to want to help me or do this thing because like I'm not cool enough or I'm not doing that like I get really like stuck in that like you mean you get self-conscious in LA yeah like, like you're, I'm in, you're like, the only school. one I think I am sometimes <laughs> though <laughs> like it's that like that's almost like more narcissistic to think that I'm like the only person that yeah like can be insecure and and like people don't like me or I don't know I don't know what that is but what's so like where it's so like, what's going on? Like, so you've been posting lots of cool um, fucking furniture that I can't afford. And I'm, I like, am drooling every day when I go on your Instagram. Hey, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm like. We'll find you something. Yeah, dude, I can't afford any of that stuff. Like, I have to, like, get, I have to, like, fucking get, like, a raise or a bonus or. <laughs> whatever um, you just have to know like what to look for i guess i think i don't have the patience i'm one of those people like when i want something i want it now i don't know but um when did you like decide like what was the moment where you were like i'm like because I, I feel like you took this it was just an interest of yours right like furniture and shit and like yeah and then like when did the moment come where you were like oh i'm gonna this is gonna be like my side project because you're really fucking good at it. So, like, that. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. It started when... I mean, I kind of started teaching myself and, like, really, like, testing out staining and refinishing and just, like, working on wood, like, the summer... Almost four years ago. Summer of 2015. So, it was, like, wow. when I was at Funny or Die... And it was really long hours and it was a lot of fun, but like I needed, I needed to try and like find something 
to do on the weekends that like wasn't that was like f- clear it, it clears my head like it's therapeutic meditation like you, kind of yeah like you find something and you put your time into it and you can immediately see like the fruits of your labor when as like what we do you can work on a pilot for months and like put your heart into it and then it goes out and then it's just like that's it unless it somehow gets made but it's just I needed something that was like outside of comedy and something that I I had kind of always wished I knew how to do and then it kind of just like went from there did you watch YouTube videos to teach yourself how to do it? Or you I watched a lot of YouTube. I taught myself, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, like, my dad didn't do any of this stuff, like, none of my uncles. And so, like, a lot of it initially, when I was just, like, testing out, staining, like, store-bought, uh, like, furniture legs, like... Mm-hmm easy stuff and just like learning how to do that and then I kind of moved up to just like really small pieces and like cheap pieces that I knew that if I fucked up it wouldn't really matter and then how did it I kind of started like posting some of my stuff and like hashtagging it and this guy out in Joshua Tree this like OG woodworking guy who does a lot of refinishing work for a bunch of big shops out in like Palm Springs and stuff like that. And he hit me up and randomly, it was really nice of him. He was just like, hey, if you ever want to come out for the day and I can like teach you some stuff, like just bring me a 12 pack. And I was like, yeah. And so I went out there a few times and just spent the day out in Joshua Tree and in his garage and like, He would just kind of show me how to, you know, repair veneer chips and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. It just kind of went from there. That's cool. So, what's this guy's name? He didn't murder you, so, like, that's really cool. His name's John as well. Wow. John. I never knew his last name. Wait, knew? Did he die? No, he moved. Oh, fuck. His Instagram was like John Antique Fixer. <laughs> Shout out. Very, <laughs> at John Antique Fixer. Yeah. Very creative. I mean, like, I really enjoy people that are very on the nose about yeah. stuff. And, um. Was he married or was he just like. Yeah, he... I met his wife. He's like an older guy, like oh, a grandpa. Dope. He was like my Mr. Miyagi with oh my God. woodworking. That's so cool. So. He, you basically, like, owe him some commission, I think, for, like, kind of t- make, helping you make that, like, sweet, sweet furniture, Skrilla, cash, no. money. I, I'm good. So, have you sold, like, what's, like, have you um, had anyone, like, notable, like, buy any of your shit? Have you had any, like... Crazy people, like, ain't like, what's the deep? Like, spill the tea. What's going on? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't like, know. Like, I imagine you probably meet a lot of characters, like, 
from your like selling your furniture, right? I mean. Oh yeah, like there's sometimes I've gone to like, I've gone to pick up a piece and I'm like, are these people squatting here and just <laughs> selling these people shit? Like, I I found this. This. Eames like time life chairs from like 1960 and they're hard to find it's like it it, it was the the desk chair that Don Draper would use oh, like wow. they're really nice and this person was selling one for it was like $150 and they it needed to be reupholstered so that was going to be another like two or three but that was it and they sell for just, like, a lot of money. But it was, like, it was a nice house, kind of, like, Highland Park. Nice. It was a, and, and it was, like, beautiful house that had been redone. Like, all those nice houses out in Highland Park and, like, Eagle Rock that are now mm. really cool. And then corner, corner of the block, this just looked like a meth house. Like... They, they were not part of the redevelopment. Oh, my God. And I go in there, and they're kind of like, there's like six people living in this house. And it's, it was just like really shady and weird and dodgy. And like, uh, the, like I was like kind of checking it out to make sure it was real. Because like a lot of these like sought after pieces, like people they make replicas it. of them. Yeah. And they got all mad about it. And I was just like, here's the money. Like, it's real. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, were you by yourself? Yeah, dude. That's cr You gotta bring people. You never know. Like, I go to Crunch four days a week. I know, but dude, like, they just found some chick in the mountains over here by Pasadena in a duffel bag. Like, no signs of struck. You know, people are crazy. Do you, was she shopping for mid-century modern furniture i mean it's not funny for us to joke about it no she was eight um she yeah. was nine actually oh fuck yeah so <sighs> shit's getting dark <laughs> read but, the article before you tell me i can't joke about it i just read the headlines these days because there's just too much there's too much to keep up on shit's just getting wild out there um, I don't know, man. So, <laughs> you just, like, very, like, you just froze in time just now. What do you mean? I don't know. I, like, said so, and then you were like, I don't know. I'm just enjoying this crisp Sam Pellegrino. Isn't it crisp? I've, you know, every um, guest I've had on gets a fancy water, and today it was Pellegrino. I love it. Yesterday it was LaCroix. LaCroix? LaCroix. How do we say it? LaCroix. <laughs> you went to Chapman, so you tell me. Um, so that's cool. So you have hobbies. Pretty dope. A lot of people don't have those. Yeah. I feel like I need to find some. It's, But also it's been bad because it's really like turned into much more of a hobby. And I used it. I used it too because I needed to like pull back from comedy for a prolonged period of time. And this was like a great outlet, but also it became like too much of like, oh, this is like my hobby and a 
distract a distraction to like too much of like taking up my entire day to the point where I was just like tired and mm -hmm. didn't want to go out and like wasn't gonna go like it's not like I'm a fan of hanging out at the store or the mm -hmm. improv like actually I'm not whatsoever but even just going out to shows that I'm not on which I, I used to really like doing but just like working on this furniture during the day it's just tiring but are, is it like a good tired where like at the end of the day you feel sort of like you accomplished something like or do you some like are you feeling like you're missing out sometimes or is it just like this is like the stage like we all have like certain like not stages but I guess like phases that we go through like is like I don't know what where are you at now like are you is comedy still something that you kind of are pulling back from or no no it's like I'm getting I'm getting back into it but like um because you've been doing it a long time right? yeah I've been doing it Nine years. Wow. Yeah, that's like a chunk. It's fucking terrifying. But I love stand-up. But I've like... I think I pulled myself back too much from it. But it was like... I was also... Um, I've never... I was in it too much. Like, with Funny or Die, like, it was during my day. Like, that mm -hmm. was my day. And then, at night, it was, like, six nights out of the week. I was at the store or the improv or wherever I was getting up. And it was fun and everything like that. And, like, always, like, I, I'm never not going to enjoy being on stage, but I, those aren't the most positive atmospheres to be in that much. Mm -hmm. Like, especially, especially the comedy store and the improv. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it also depends on, like, what your goal is as a comedian. You know, like, there's the people that, like, they want to their end goals, like, I want to get a, a, sh a TV show, or I want to be in film, or I want to do this, and then there's the people that are like, I'll, I'll do whatever comes my way, and then there's people that, like, no, I'm gonna, like, live, breathe comedy, I, I feel like there's, like, so many different categories of comedian now, like, I, I never, and maybe you're kind of like this, I never, like, started stand-up and thought, I'm gonna do this because I want to be famous, like, it was not for me, like, maybe when I was younger, like, I had, the, like, this inkling of, I want to be an actress, I want to do this, like, whatever, like, the glitz and glamour. I, mean, I grew up right outside Los Angeles, like, in the valley. So, that was just sort of, like, that was my vision of what, I don't know. And then, as I got more into it and learned how it worked, I was sort of like, ooh, I don't, I don't want to put that much pressure on myself. I don't know, maybe I just don't have enough <laughs> motivation, but... Yeah, I can agree with you where sometimes the environment can get so toxic that it just, like, becomes politics. It's not even, 
like the craft, but I don't know. Well, yeah, it's like look look at who some producers book on shows. Like, it's it's clearly just like, oh, you're kind of boys with that person. It's like that that yeah. comic's not great and shouldn't be on a show like this. But also, like going back to what you're saying about any comic, anyone that's starts stand up comedy with the sole motivation to become famous is like it gets to a point and I don't know if it's yeah I mean you got to hang around the clubs a lot and hang around comics a lot but it gets to a point where you know exactly who those people are mm-hmm. like and I don't know exactly what that what that is, but it's it's just like but also at the same time, every comic with with fame comes money, and we all with the exception of a few lucky ones who like have a lot of help from their family, but like mm-hmm. we're all like working odd jobs and struggling financially for so long and so much longer than most, you know, most people in their 20s who are not in comedy Mm -hmm. are not where a lot of, 20 or 30s, are not where a lot of people in their 30s are financially, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's just like, it's so much more acceptable to be in your late 30s and still living in a studio and like (laughs) and like struggling that makes me shudder and so it gets to a point where like every comic wants fame but i don't i don't think it's so much so like people will come up to you and be like hey man i know you but it's more like no so i can feel like i'm living a life yeah. And like like it paid off sort of. Yeah, like the can American do dream kind like, of. Yeah. But I think like anyone that gets into it for fame, it's like I w- I would love to f- I would love to find a way to figure out exactly who those people are and see where it went. Like what they're like the people that did get famous be- and that was like their end like their starting and end goal or Yeah. Or, or or just, like, like the I ones who aren't know. famous yet and just see what their material is like compared to others. Yeah, people that actually, like, believe in the craft and the art of it. Comedy is hard. I didn't even... I wasn't even, like, planning on having you come on to talk about that, but I do like where this is going because we're at the midway point. Um, but, like, what... When you got Funny or Die, what were you doing right before you started working there? Like, Well, it was like, I first, I was an intern there in the summer of 2011. Oh, that's right. And you did Conan before that? Or what? you were all, you're I did, on a late show, right? I did. I went from, I went from The Office on NBC. Oh, wow. And then while I interned at, NBC, I was on the episodes of The Office that Will Ferrell was on because it was the last, like, Steve Carell episodes. Oh, that's cool. And at The Office, everyone ate lunch on, like, picnic benches. 
And I was sitting across from like, like just not saying a word from Will Ferrell one day and everyone's eating lunch and like somebody mentioned that I was the intern and like he asked where I went to school and I said Chapman. He talked about how he lived in Irvine so he knew Chapman. Oh, cool. And he was like, so do you, are you trying to intern like every semester and every quarter? And I was like, yeah. And so he told me to like, reach out to Funny or Die and who to ask for. And that was, like, how I got um, Funny or Die. And then from Funny or Die, I went to Conan. And then from Conan, I went to Fallon. So it was, like... Damn. I got to kind of see... Just funny, because I've, like... I, I, I used to... I, I, like, would get lunch and dinners for people I now am on, like, shows with. And, like, talk to who were working, who were, like, young Fallon writers. Wow. That's actually, I think that's kind of funny. Like, what, like, you have a, that's, like, a pretty dope resume. I mean, that's, like, most people's dream, especially when they come to L.A. It's to, like, work in some way, shape, or form on a show like that if you're trying to be a comedian. It's it's not so much, like, I look at it as a resume because I don't think, I mean, I'm 34 now. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, internships would help me in any way, nor what I want to do. It's just, like, packets. Like, so many packets. Like, there you go. But, like, it's it's nice to have, like, interning at 30 Rock at NBC. Like, that's, like, such a crazy experience. And being on the Warner Brothers lot for Conan in just like cruising around in a golf cart every day was like it was fun because I hadn't gotten during all these internships because they were which you have to have ambition and like still be super excited about like a career in comedy to work at all these places for free yeah like I was driving up from Orange County four days a week that's crazy because now you you have to like pay someone to do an internship like they yeah i was part of like that nbc lawsuit wow but i i i kind of thought it was like bullshit so i didn't respond to any of the things i found out it was the only dude oh in, my <laughs> in my nbc like in that summer of 2012 at fallon i was like one of the only people that didn't join and when i've learned so I was I was the only intern because I was the writer's intern who had to be at Fallon five days a week, and that's what they based your payout off of of how much you worked for free. So you could have gotten like that on top of the NBC at the office. Oh like, my god! And so when I found out what some of like we all became friends, like we're still friends, like what my friends received from that I'm just like that was real <laughs> well, <laughs> like what did you miss out on like a sweet like 10k just like a cool free 10k I, I around there oh my god you could have bought a new Volvo dude like this was <laughs> when I was in you were still in your 20s right this is when I was still in film school like oh my god even if I had gotten 
even if I had gotten $2,000, that would have been a game changer for, like, a semester. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Two grand right now today, even for me, like, I have a day job, um, and I do pretty, I mean, I have health, like, I do, for our age, like, I do good now. Like, I, I sacrificed to be a fucking, I was like, I gotta be a grown-up. It's time to just, like, not be stressed about money anymore. But, like, even to, I just moved, and, like, $2,000 would, like, be sweet right now. I want to buy a fucking couch. I want to buy furniture that you're trying to sell me, but I don't, I can't afford you. We'll figure One day. it out. One day. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's hilarious and also really upsetting to hear that you just like fucking blew it off. Cause like, would you have to lose if it was like if it was a scam? Like, well, there was also a lot of talk going around that, cause we all obviously like wanted a future of. Oh, so you thought like you wouldn't writing work again? And like, a, there was there was a lot of talk. Like there were articles coming out about like what the effect would be on some of these interns if, you know, down the road they mm. were, they submitted a writing packet to an NBC show and then it, which is looking back so far-fetched, like how would any showrunner find out yeah, that you really that you were a part of an NBC? And mostly, like, the most of the, most of them would have agreed that, like, interns should be paid. yeah. I mean, at least the minimum wage. But, um... Which is now, by the way, fucking $15. Lesson learned. Always join a class action lawsuit. So is that your advice for me? Um, a greater path to success? I mean, if you get yourself in... If, if you're blessed <laughs> enough to find yourself to be a possible plaintiff in a class action lawsuit, join. I was in... Fill out the paperwork and send it in. Okay. Well, I get a lot of those things, and I was in one for um, Bank of America, because apparently, like, 10 years ago, they were wrongfully, like, debiting people's accounts for, like, 25 cents, 30 cents, here and there. Yeah. And I ended up getting, like, 200 bucks over time. That's great. Put in, like, $2 checks. <laughs> Join For, it. like, a year. So, $200 back then paid for, like, a lot of, probably, like, Taco Bell... Um, you know, two dollar wine and shit. You know the necessities. The necessities when you are a um single twenty six year old girl just running around West Hollywood. Yeah. So what did you what did you do today? You were at you were working out. Before did you came here. Um. What what did I have to do today? Oh, therapy? Nice. What did you talk about? I mean, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love asking people that, like, when they go to therapy, because some people will actually be like, oh, I actually, like, you know, shared this. And, and then I'm like, wait, why are you telling me? This is, like, you know, not, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't know how to respond. Do you go to therapy? I have been to therapy. Um, I've Goddamn been, right, yeah. I've been, duh, hello, have you seen me? Um, yeah, I definitely am a person that needs, I could probably jump back into some therapy, I think. I, don't, I think therapy is great. I think that, you know, 
everyone should get some extra help. Yeah. I mean. Where's your therapist at? The west side? Yeah, West Hollywood. Everyone, oh, West Hollywood. That's not the west side. Well, I guess... My old one used to, The one I went to for years was on the west side. Guy or girl? Girl. How hot was she? Attractive. Did you keep going because she was hot? No. Was she good at her job or just hot? She was good at her job and very expensive. And hot. And hot. Money, dick, power. She's smart. That's cool. <laughs> was the dick part? <laughs> just like maybe she like got into it to like meet like pay like hot dudes. I don't know. Um, and she was married with kids and very professional. Money, dick, power. I get it. <laughs> So that's cool. So you went to therapy, did some running. Did some did some woodworking bullshit. You're like Nick Offerman from um, Parks and Rec. Yeah, except that guy, like, I don't make furniture. Like, that guy will get bored and, and build a <laughs> canoe. You can't do that? From scratch. No, you that, just, like, make it better. That right? guy, that guy's, like, a different level. Like, people have said that to me. I'm like, no, that's, like, like, I could build a home. He could build a log cabin. He does that in real life, right? Wasn't that kind of the joke? Like, that he actually in real yeah, life he like, has, does do that shit? He has a shop wow. in, like, um, Los Feliz or Atwater or something like that. Oh. You can take classes. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. You're... But it's, like, a different... It's, like, a different... I'm pretty sure, like, what, what he likes about woodworking is the least favorite part that I actually enjoy. Like carving? Like, he likes making shit. Like, he could care less about, like, researching old designers and then, like, refinishing them and picking out upholstery. Wow. You just said so many things. Um, okay, name, like, three... Like, if, if I'm going furniture shopping and I know nothing, but all I want is, like, vintage shit to be cool, what do I look for? Who do I look for? Well, like, you wouldn't even be able to... Their names aren't on any of them. I know, but, like... So you got to read the books. That's what I did. Shit. i got to do homework? Yeah, but it's all, in, like, enjoyable. Can I just, like, bring you and you can, like, tell me what's cool? Because I'm kind of one of those people that I just, like, having people do things for me now. And I'm that person. Yeah, you would be that you person. You want me to enable your furniture laziness. Yes. I mean, but you enjoy it. So, like, I enjoy, like, seeing cool shit, but, like, I would enjoy it way more if someone was like, hey, Lori, this is what we're going to do for your living room. Like, I like the people that I can just be like, hey, man, I don't have time to do this. Can you, like, help me out and I'll give you, like, this much money? Like, but, like, I'll it's, go with you because I'm also kind of still controlling in a way. So I can't put all my trust in you, but, like, yeah. You should. I was joking with someone the other day that more comics hit me up about furniture <laughs> and, like, questions pertaining to furniture and than, than hitting me up about doing shows. I'd say it's, I'd say it's about... It's 60, about 50-50. Every 50. time I hear it from a comic, <laughs> it's either like show or, hey, what's up with this couch? <laughs> and they'll send me a picture of some couch. He's like, is this worth a lot? And I'm like, I don't know. 
They it's think a you're grainy like... photo, for, photo from Craigslist. <laughs> Are you... You're like the Wikipedia of furniture shopping now. Like for Los Angeles comedians. Right? Oh, and for comedians? For sure. Yeah. That's dope. That's like cool. You're like multifaceted. I mean, you went from like amazing intern at shows to like, you know, being able to like help people like me figure out the open mic scene to like now you just like fucking get to do stand up and like you like finish a chair and then you go and like tell jokes and then like you get to go to all these estate sales and like meet old people that lived when we used to like still call each other like that's pretty sweet yeah estate sales are fascinatingly depressing but also so much fun i went to my first estate sale a couple of like months ago yeah um it was the woman who was the first editor of porn in the 70s and she died and her house was like um, right off of La Brea, um, and it, yeah, it was very depressing, because she was a pack rat, but also, like, she had, like, the fucking dopest shit, like, it was crazy, but I got there on the last day, so it was all pretty picked over, but you could tell that what, like, the good stuff that people got was probably, like, fucking rad. Oh, I'm sure. She had, like, a painting. She had paintings of herself all over, of, like, her being topless and stuff. And oh. She was... So she was humble? It was pretty... I mean, it was cool. She liked boobs. I don't know. Paint me naked again. Yeah. Like, she, there was, like, one, like... I'll show you later, because um, I gotta find it, but there was one painting of her, like, in a bedroom, and it was on the wall, and they were trying to sell it for, like, $95. And I'm like, this is a fucking estate sale. She's not that famous, and but it was a, it was a good painting. I'm sure someone bought it, I'm, or they haggled. I, oh, I guarantee someone bought it. Yeah, but it was pretty sweet. That um, sounds sweet. So this is the point of the like thing, the thing that we're doing, where I make people like tell me how I can be more successful because <laughs> you're like doing it, um, or you can. Tell me, like, a time when you got really bad advice, but you didn't know it was bad advice until much later. <laughs> I like that one better. I don't think I've gotten bad advice, really, but, like, I think there's, I think there's a very false rhetoric when it in the comedy world of like you have to put everything into comedy all the time if you're not writing or uh, working on a character or this or that like you're wasting your time and not helping your career but it's it's like but look how many I, getting back to it, <laughs> it's like it's like woodworking for me. Like, I write in my head when I'm like I come up with bits when I'm working on shit. Mm -hmm. But 
some people would look at what I do during the day, like working on furniture is like a waste of time. But it's like, I guess in short, you have to look at like taking a step back and like enjoying. There's so many people who just aren't enjoying themselves. And like sometimes you have to take a step back and figure out how I can enjoy comedy again. Like I had to figure out how I can have actual fun when I'm off stage, but still being around the being in the comedy world and like hanging out again, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed for a long period of time. But then just like you get burned out, you get burnt out with it. Like because... anything though, like anything that you do, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I I think if I think I think more comics need to also realize that um, having devoted time to step away from comedy and like find just joy outside of whether or not you booked a commercial or killed on a certain show or are signed by this manager and that agent like because it's it's just such a roller coaster it's yeah I don't know I agree with you like I I think for a long time I got caught up in worrying so much about like why someone was doing better than me or like I felt like I was at the time you know at the few years back like I was working so hard and like I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing and I was like why is this not why am I not progress like it's easy to sort of get stuck in that loop of you're not doing enough but yeah I can definitely relate to the fact that I too have found something else to kind of like step back and say okay it's okay sometimes to just chill for a minute and like regroup and do self-care and like put yourself first because at the end of the day like stand-up isn't going anywhere like you can fucking make it when you're like 60 you know people are always in such a rush yeah you can (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how fun it is to make it at 60 but I mean, I hope it's not, like, 30 years before I, like, figure out how to be a comedian. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I don't know. That's all I got. That's my advice. I think that's good advice. I think you summed it up pretty well. Like, it's okay to have hobbies. Yeah. And it's and it's okay to not be around comedy every free chance you get. Yeah. Because it's just like How long did it take you to realize that? Um It took me I had I had like a, a real like eye-opening experience when I was not at Funny or Die anymore and 
I noticed some comics treated me differently or comics who would like reach out and while I was at Funny or Die and ask like if I could help get a video on the front page, which I always did. Wow. And like, I just noticed some people did not treat me the same and which was like, which sucked at the time, but it was like, I don't know. It's just, it's a negative, it's a negative world. Like, like not, not entirely, but just being around it all the time and being around people who I realized some were incredibly fake, like some people who I thought I was friends with, yeah. that it's, 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 it's putting yourself in a world where people are in the back of their mind constantly freaking out because it's a clicking talk. It's a, it, like, everyone is putting up a front that they're not kind of freaking out. Faking it till you make it. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> things are great. But really, all you're thinking is, like, I haven't booked anything. I've been down here for this long. Yeah. And. Look, the grind. Yeah. But, hey, here we are now, sitting in my bedroom. With Wonderful bedroom. Pillows are up. Popcorn ceiling. Popcorn ceiling, I know. I was staring at it the other day, and I was like, I wonder how much it would cost to get someone to come take it all off. Are you available? What do you, you get a <laughs> scraper and you just cover all this shit? I know. Maybe that would be fun. Maybe we should have like a popcorn scraping day. I don't know. You can have a wonderful popcorn <laughs> scraping You day. don't want to partake. It was your idea. Dude, people hit me up asking me if like, hey, you want to come over and build my, build shelves? <laughs> I'm like, no, go fuck yourself. Aww. <laughs> you don't like your new identity? Not that aspect <laughs> of it. Like, why Why would I want to spend my free time? I'll do it if it's, like, a good, good friend. But, like... Come on, we can have fun. Like, I'll, like... No. We'll have cookies. No. We'll listen to your favorite song. No. No. <laughs> I actually don't think I'm allowed to alter much based on my lease, but I really would love to paint the cabinets in the kitchen because they are ghetto as fuck. I, mean, I guess I could just do it and just never move, ever. I mean, so long <laughs> as you paint it back, they won't give a shit. But I'll have to, like, stain them because they're just stained, that's it. I guess I would just have to, like, sand and stain everything again. Maybe by that time, because I'm really, like, I shouldn't future trip, let's be honest. By the, by the time I actually move again... <laughs> God forbid, let's hope that I don't have to move anytime soon because I feel like I could get pretty settled in this tiny little one bedroom, but I had to drop the one bedroom in there because, like, guys, I've, like, lived in a fucking studio, I feel like, my whole life. Um, so this is, like, really... This feels like... Su success to me is, like, moving on up to having, like, a wall separating my kitchen and my fucking living room. <laughs> yeah, man, you're out of that studio game. <laughs> Oh, no more studio game. So, it feels good. Even not having a living room at the moment, I still, like, will just lay in there and just be like, I fucking made it. You'll get there. Fucking made it, man. Did it, girl. Um, alright, so we got, like, four minutes and 30 seconds left. What, what are, what are you reading? 
what are you like doing this weekend and do you want to help me take the popcorn off my family <laughs> uh what what am i reading oh yeah. man um i'm reading the gucci main autobiography right now who is that he's a rapper okay i i knew that part it's but like very who is he really <laughs> we don't have enough time probably but yeah uh, he's just that's all i can tell you he's a rapper who is now vegan oh my god and he likes animals. That's chill. He, Can't I don't know. That. It's just very interesting. Okay. And yeah. then, what am I doing? Yeah, this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? Um, I got a show Saturday. Dope. Where at? Some backyard Hollywood Hills party. Nice. Fan sounds fancy. Sounds like there's gonna be lots of plates of things. Maybe. Yeah. It's sponsored by Red Bull, so you know it's going to be dope. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then, no, I'm not taking down this popcorn ceiling. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, John McKay, it's been such a pleasure. Always really, a pleasure. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Um, like, for real. Like, a real hang. But do you want to, like, tell my two um, subscribers... Uh, your social media, your social, as the young kids call it. Do you want to plug your social? Sure, it's it's John L. McKay. And how do we spell John? Because you know J-O-H-N-L-M-C-K-A-Y. Proper. You know. Are you on, like, all platforms? You're on, like... Twitter, Instagram. Facebook? Facebook. The top three. That's dope. I've been saying dope a lot. I don't know where it came from. Like, out of nowhere. Like, I was saying it when I was younger, and then lately, as a 33-year-old woman, I've been saying dope. And I don't know... That's dope. If that's dope. <laughs> but, um... Thanks, dude. I'm... Thank you. This was fun. It was nice catching up with you. Yeah. I miss you dearly. I think about you often. I think about you, too. <laughs> um, I follow you on the gram and shit, but... All right, I, oh, by the way, those cookies I texted you about, I didn't eat them, I found them. The Taft, what are the Taft's gluten, the good gluten-free ones from Gelson's. Oh, the crispy ones. Yes, nothing yeah, but the best. Nothing but the best. All right, that's it. Peace out. Peace out.